Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams and with my coaching help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach Andrew. If you're listening live tonight and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press the number 1, I'll know you have a question. We also have a live chat room on the show page where you can feel free to join in. My guest tonight is Kitty Scrobella of Miranda Music. Kitty considers it her life mission to build community through music. She's been producing musical performances since 1976 and recording since 1995. Among the performances are Stephen Sondheim's company, reviews including one devoted to the music of Harold Arlen and several benefits. She's back to hit review R. Sinatra, which ran a number of years off-Broadway and enjoyed a nationwide tour under the auspices of Columbia Artists. Kitty has most recently produced the debut album of rising cabaret star Marissa Mulder. You can learn more about Kitty at www.mirandamusic.com. Kitty, are you with me? I am very much with you. Awesome. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, we have... I, first of all, I thought we might start by telling the story. I, I am one of the biggest fans of something called social media, Facebook, um, not just for how you could create publicity or how you can create friendships, all these things. But the the miracles of Facebook, I call it, the things that happen for the oddest reasons, I think it would be fun to talk about how you and I know each other. Right, absolutely. You want to start or should I start? I'm going to let you start because this is the Kitty Scrabello show here on (laughs) Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Well, uh, Anne Hampton Calloway, whom I adore and I want to talk about again later, um, put up an announcement that there were cheap tickets to her show at 54 Below, and um, I didn't have anybody to go with, so I thought, okay, well, let me just drum up somebody. So I um, wrote a message on her um, page saying, I got two tickets. First person to answer gets one of them. Um, And a lot of time went by, and I got no answers, no answers. Um, I did get an answer from one Andrew Poritz. And, I know that um, guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and then, I don't know, somehow or other I fell apart and ignored it for a while. And then like two days before the show or something like that, um, I wrote him an email saying, are you still interested? And he wrote back saying, absolutely, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, we met at 54 Below and adored <laughs> And Hampton Calloway together, and uh, the rest is history. And, uh, and the majority of people will not know what Fifty Four Below is, but Fifty Four Below is a is a new cabaret nightclub space uh, uh, under what used to be called Studio Fifty Four. So there's a lot of history. I, I imagine that's probably where the VIP room was at Studio Fifty Four many years ago. Was probably right where we were sitting. Huh. I, yeah, right. I don't think I ever went to actual Studio 54. It, uh, that disco period scared right. me to death. 
Understandably so. I was terrified of it. <laughs> but that's so. just to give a little background. So you, you, right. know, you and I go, oh, that's a little, yeah. But somebody in you know Oshkosh listening or in Dubai, you believe it or not, I occasionally get email from somebody in Dubai saying, I love your show. Um, so 54 Below is uh, uh, under Studio 54, and um, and yeah, and definitely let's get back uh, uh, before we forget to Anne Hanson Callaway because it's, in fact one of the, the the connections it's a it's a double connection. It has to do with boldness and the making of bold requests, which has been my latest mission is taking boldness, being bold, doing things that I wouldn't ordinar- ordinarily do. Or if any fans of Seinfeld would remember, George Costanza doing the opposite. So sometimes doing the opposite, like my inclination might be, oh, yeah, I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to. No, yeah, me, 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 me. So sometimes when you do these bold things, you get results, right? Right. Well, it was a little bold of me to make that offer, too. I'm thinking, you know, who? how do I? I have no idea how I'll know who's going to answer yeah. Um, but then I thought, well, you know, I'm certainly going to be safe at, at mm-hmm. 34 below. So whoever turns up, it'll be fun. But let's and and don't forget the, the the cool thing that the, what, what the thing that we call that this process. Tell me again. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a minute. Ticket it forward. Yes. Right. Ticket it forward. Kind of like it, you know, if anybody knows the movie, uh, pay it forward. And paying it forward is just this great concept, whether it's right. because of that movie or any other way. Where you you know you 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 just go and do something nice for you know, really for random people is the, the the ideal thing. And doing something like saying, okay, the next person, I don't even have to know who you are, but if you're the first person who says I'd like to go, you're coming with me. I mean that is totally out of pay it forward. So we, right. we decided, hey, let's call this ticket it forward. Right, exactly. So the idea maybe, you know, how how great would it be to go buy a couple of tickets for something, even if you don't have a, a companion to go with, and say, just, who who would like to be who, my guest? Just join me. And in a way, I had an I had a notion of pay it forward myself, um, in that when uh, Paul and I were first start my late husband were first starting out in cabaret back in Middlebury, uh, Vermont. Um, there was there were a couple of people, a student and her mother, who were uh, very open about taking care of us and taking us to cabarets and shows. And um, one of the things that Edwina Murray did, she's the mother, uh, mm. was take uh, take us to. Um, Oh dear. Um on seventy second street of course now. Oh the Carlisle, Cafe Carlisle oh, wow. where Bobby okay. yeah, where Bobby, Bobby Short, Short was playing. And um we kept saying, No, 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 we'll never be able to pay you back and she said, Uh, never mind paying me back. When you get to the point where you can afford it, you help somebody the way I've helped you and that certainly became a watchword and that's a that's one big part of where Miranda music c- comes from hmm. is that we didn't call it pay it forward because that expression didn't show up until the book. Right. But it was that same idea that you um, you do what you can for somebody and um, they don't pay you back. They pay it on to the next person 
who needs or right. deserves or or whatever that help. It's a story I was supposed to tell Marissa and I never did. Oh. Yeah, it's funny. I told her I have a story to tell you because she kept saying, "You know, you're being so good. You're being so good. I've got to, I've got to treat you. I've got no, <laughs> no. You help the next person." Well, I'm sure. I have, a, yet. I have a feeling Marissa will will listen to the show at some point. At some point, I hope she will. Right. And if not, we're going to make that homework. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's t- let's talk a little bit about your your background because you have an interesting background on which I just mentioned a, a piece of it, but you have a lot of of you know, and all this time you know, you're doing all these very amazing things and, and um, if I understand this correctly, you had the entire time you have had a very uh, nice day job. Is that correct? Yes, I mean I've had various nice day jobs. I happen to have a nice one now, uh, which gives me a certain flexibility of schedule, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. But um, I've had a lot of day jobs that I've really enjoyed over my life. Um, and I I uh, very often don't discover how good they were until um, I went. I go on to the next. And ah. I, oh, darn, that last one was yeah. so good. But no, I don't regret having made any of the changes I've made. So, so you know, so my question to you, because you know, one of my specialties uh, in coaching is actually working with people who are transitioning from, let's say, corporate or, have, or the job world into entrepreneurship or doing something completely different. So, for you, how is it that you've managed to be successfully doing all these interesting, fabulous, amazing things, and uh, at the same time that you have a job? Uh, I guess I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> the last few days I've been sleeping, but I tell you, I don't sleep a lot, and there are times when I think I can't stand another minute of this. Um, like I called up my friend this afternoon, or I didn't call up my friend this afternoon. I was ready to lose my mind because I was trying to do five things at once. And I turned to the a colleague of mine, and I said, it must be time for Rosemary to call me for coffee. And the phone rang. <laughs> nice. And it was Rosemary. Um, you know, we go out and have coffee and sort of cry on each other's shoulders. Mm. Um, so I, I have friends that that uh, that, cr- that cry on my shoulder, whose shoulders I cry on. That's one thing that helps. Um, and the other thing is, I don't know, I'm just interested in all this. Um, I'm interested in everything that I do. It's hard for me to um, control myself. Something right. else comes up and I go... Oh, that sounds like fun. I'd love to do that. <laughs> well, you sound like somebody I know, um, and somebody I see every day when I look in the mirror. Oh. <laughs> I'm doing that too. I'm doing all, all of the above, and and right. uh, uh, in fact, I, my one of my mentors, uh, C. Anthony Harris. I, I got this quote from him. You know, I, I can sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> right. And so people's like, how is, how are you doing all these things? And like, especially people who you know know me on Facebook and say, but you're doing, you how could you how how could you how because <laughs> I can't because it's I guess it helps in my case that I you know I don't have children. It would be probably right. you know, a more difficult uh, situation if I had you know a, like a family to deal with. But 
you know, it's just just me, but I can definitely relate to that feeling of I got to do that too. Oh no, no, I can't let that go by. This opportunity <laughs> calling. Oh, and, and it's so like this fun. is me. I have to do this. I know. I'm always raising my hand and saying, "I'll volunteer for that." <laughs> well, I'm. You know, I always tell people like you know, some some people think, "What's like your motivation?" Or you know, like, where's where's this come from? And I don't know if you ever saw the movie Groundhog Day. Mm-mm. With Bill Murray, it's one of my favorite movies, and I like to say I'm driven by Groundhog Day. It's like the idea that that the Groundhog, the, the movie Groundhog Day, is a guy who is uh, so kind of messed up, and he he gets uh, caught into this into this uh, day that repeats over and over and over and over again, no matter what he does. It's thousands and thousands and thousands of times. And it's just this, this hell that he that he's living through because he's you know kind of not a good guy, but he's redeemable and and eventually he he comes to embrace the day that he's given and gets so much out of it. You know he learns so many different skills. He becomes expert at so many different things. But more importantly, he starts to realize how valuable the people around him are, even the people he had disdained. He starts to learn everything about them and he becomes the greatest person but you know in in their life it's one day they they don't they don't see the day happening over and over again even though they're the same cast and characters um and they just know that this guy who came to town is like the greatest guy ever by the end of the movie he has just really redeemed himself and transformed himself but more importantly for me he has grabbed onto these opportunities he saw the opportunity that was that had been hell, and in fact, saw it as a blessing. Wow! And uh, uh, it, it's just a wonderful movie. But I always, you know, sometimes like, oh, I'm envious in a way that I don't have that because look at all the things you got to learn. If you could mm-hmm. do this, if your time never, if you never aged because every day is the same day over and over again, but you remembered everything. So. I'm sometimes motivated or driven by the idea of I don't have that, so I better grab what I can right. in the five minutes we're here. <laughs> or or however much time it is. Um, now, here here's a weird one that just came out of nowhere. I don't know. Um, when I was younger, I had an <clears throat> idea that when I got older, I was going to settle down and everything was going to be sort of um under control mm-hmm. and you know i would i would be able to manage everything well and all that and um i i don't know i think i thought that was going to be a terribly boring life mm-hmm. you know when i got to that point um and somewhere along the uh, somewhere along the way i realized that that wasn't going to happen um i was never going to be i was never going to get a hold of myself um and rather than um, feeling that that was a, a terrible thing, I do I do sometimes think that. But rather than think that, I was thinking, oh, it's that's so great. Mm. Um, you know, I I I never have to get hold of myself. I don't have to settle down. I can I can just sort of roll around. Um, and I remember saying to a couple of people who were close to me, among them Paul, my husband at the time, you know, it turns out that life is long and that there's lots of things in it. And 
that became a kind of a joke saying of ours between us. We would huh. say, life is long. Um, people are always love to say, life is short. And we would say, life is long. There's That's opportunity nice. and opportunity for more and more there. Just keep doing. Um, I actually had a shirt. I don't know what it ever became of it, a T-shirt that said, life is short, make fun of it. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. So t- tell me, tell me, tell me, how did you get into the musical arenas that you've been involved with? Um, well, the cabaret arena, which is kind of the one that I guess I'm known for mm-hmm. most now, um, started out at Middlebury College with um, John and Murray and friends, um, a lot of different people. I was the music librarian there, and they were, John and friends were giving a show um, in the atrium of the music building, which happened to be right outside the music library. There was no mm. way you could miss it. It was out there. Believe me, it was out there. Um, and uh, so I would just kind of go and sit and watch the rehearsals. Um, when I wasn't working in the music library, I would just go out and sit and watch the rehearsals. And um, we ended up, Paul and I ended up watching every rehearsal there was and then going to every performance that there was. And the cast was so grateful to us for being so faithful that on our table the last night there appeared uh, a floral arrangement and we were declared uh, company mascots or something like that. Um, And it was a uh, a review of songs by Stephen Sondheim. Mm. Um, yeah, and so um, you know that was that was fascinating to us, and um, I got the idea that maybe somehow or other we could uh, reconcile the music department and the theater department and do a musical comedy. They were always sort of um, at, at odds with each other because they were taking each other's talented people, and you know we just thought, well, instead of doing something independent, let's do something interdependent. And there was a new faculty member who came into the library and he said uh, something like, um, or I said to him, I hear you're directing a musical comedy. And he said, oh, gee, where did you hear that from? I didn't know about that. And he said, well, let me think about that. And he came back a day later and he said, that really would be fun, directing a musical comedy. And I said, well, you know, as long as it's Sondheim's company, I'll help. Nice. Yeah, right. So it was was called Initiating um, a Project by Rumor. We just started spreading rumors that it was being done. And then somebody else would say, oh, yeah, I heard that. (laughs) Um, So, you know, so it became a a production. We did a production of company. Well, that's called, by the way, Speaking Things Into Existence. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Just start a rumor. Yeah, you you, Uh, you talk about things and then they start to happen. Right. And then um, our friend Jonna, um, a couple of years later, was in a, a cabaret performance with... Anne Hampton Calloway. Ah. And yeah, she uh Jonna and Jonna's father, Jack Murray, who was a songwriter, and Anne, who was a singer songwriter, et cetera, et cetera, at that mm-hmm. point, um, did this show at the old 
place called Jan Walman's, which um, was one of the original wonderful cabaret restaurant-type places down in the village. Mm-hmm. Um, and we so loved that show that we said to each other afterwards, isn't it amazing there's no album for her? She's just so good, there should be an album. So we said, well, if we can ever afford it, we'll help somebody like her, figured it wouldn't be her, um, make a record. Uh, You know, as soon as we can afford it, we'll do that. And so as soon as we could afford it, and we would sit around um, piano bars and stuff like that and joke about making CDs for people, and uh, one day one of them said, I'm ready to make my CD. (laughs) And so I said, "Uh, I guess I better incorporate. (laughs) And so that was... That was Miranda Music. Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> so tell me about this first CD. Okay, the first CD was Barry Blair. Mm-hmm. She was a wonderful... Uh, she was, I think, 70 at the time she made the CD. She had the most beautiful mm. voice. She'd never made a record. She had been um, in the music business since she was 17 years old. And on the CD, um, there there was a little picture of her when she was 17 in the beautiful you know, dress from the war era, I guess. Um, and she played the diamond horseshoe and all kinds of places wow. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so she was the one who was ready to go when we were ready to go. So... Um, Anyway, that's Barry Blair, and uh, be- beautiful. She was also in the original Our Sinatra. Um, she, when they did it up at um, in the cabaret room uptown, um, and it later was redone as a longer show with another woman. But she was the she was one of the women in that in the first occurrence of Our Sinatra. Now, I never saw our Sinatra. I did see my Sinatra, the Carrie, his name just went out of my head, Hoffman, Carrie Hoffman. Yeah, right. Show. Totally, yeah, totally Com- different. Yes, I'm sure. Um, I mean, their idea was not to to do any imitation whatsoever of mm. Sinatra, but just to do their favorite songs of him. Ah, nice. And some lesser-known jams also. Um, Sinatra's a big thing in my family, by the way. Oh, I'm sure he's a big thing in a lot of people's families. I like my mom used to tell me that uh, you know she played Frank in the womb, and that's why I became such a fan of his music. <laughs> oh. Okay, right. I remember I I had a huge crush on a bass player in the Cleveland Orchestra of all things um, when I was a teenager. And because I sat in the front row of the audience, they kind of got to know me. And I would hang out with him and the oboist who lived together. Um, and that was the time that Sinatra's um, We Small Hours of the Morning came out. Wow. And that's they would sit at. 55. Yeah, 58, actually. 50. No, not We Small out. Hours. Yeah, okay. I, I got to know it in 57. Okay. <laughs> I was a little slow. Um, I was busy listening to Mahler up until then. Um, and, and those guys are sitting around saying, oh, my God, I can't believe it. This is so great. Listen to this. It's wonderful. So I ran and bought it. And, you know, I had been out of popular music because I hated 
what happened in the early 50s. Um, you know, all that rock and roll stuff. Ugh, that, I hated it. <laughs> that 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 there's not that rock and roll man. You know, it's not gonna it's it's not gonna stick around. See. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't like it, so right. I, uh, I sure. started following Leonard Bernstein. Not a bad one to follow. Oh, I, I just got a, a note from the uh, from the chat room. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, a woman who said she had to run, but we'll listen later. And she wanted to say thank you and thank you, Kitty. What great stories! Love to you. Oh. And that's from uh, Karen Monteverdi, who had to who had to get going, but uh, oh, but I passed well. it along. Okay, thank you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> She's hearing that in the future when she when she when she listens to the rest of the show. Right now, where is this chat room? The chat room appears on if you're on the Block Talk Radio on my page. It right. says Enter Chat Room. It's only on mm-hmm. during the show. It's like a big green button, Enter Chat Room, and um, something to that effect. And then right now there's guest ninety four twelve. Hello there. How are you? Hope hope all is well. So. Uh, but let's get back to our. our I can't our find story. it. Oh well. It's okay. <laughs> no worries. Um, right. And uh, so let's talk about Anne Hampton Calloway because I okay. I, I adore her. Um, right. You know, I had this couple of connections. The first one is that my father, many many years ago, when she was uh, not yet a known, very well known person, but she was just doing, you know, rooms in New York, that, and my father happened upon one of these places and was blown away by her. I mean, just simply blown away by her. And um, and he actually tried to bring her to the attention of Sony because uh. a family friend was like the right-hand man to Tommy Mottola, like like number two kind of guy at the company, like a family friend, a friend's husband, really good guy. And, uh, and he did either meet with her or hear her or see her and they they didn't want to go in that particular direction uh with but um i remember my father just wanted so much for something to happen because he was he was so blown away and then i of course knew her name because my father had mentioned her and i knew her name because uh, she she had, uh, from Jonathan Schwartz who has played uh, a lot of her music right and then um uh i friended her on facebook several years ago and, and happily, this was before she had, she had a full house there, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> and got to become acquainted with her. And then when, in 2010, when I was going to Chicago for the July 4th weekend, she said she's going home. That's where she's from, going home to Chicago for the July 4th weekend. She'll be at a theater there. Oh, great. I'm going to be there. Maybe I'll get be able to get to see you. And I wound up. Going to the to her show was at this wonderful old uh, uh, vaudeville type of theater that had been you know re re redone and refurbished and wonderful little place and I took four friends with me so it was five of us and it was one of those places where you get there and they say oh you know wherever you'd like to sit which is you know sit, then they it was completely empty when we walked in and eventually it was completely full. But we got there early. Wherever you'd like to sit. So I said, let's sit right up front. Sat right up directly in front of the stage. I, I sat smack dead center. You know, again, this is one of these not the usual things. Like my usual thing might be to sit somewhere in the middle. But I said, let's sit right up front. 
okay. So we sat right up front. And at some point, I don't know why, this is like a fantasy come true. In the middle of the show, Anne says, now I know we have a lot of great singers in the audience, but anybody would like to come up and sing a song with me? And my hand shot in the air, <laughs> not even thinking really. It's just like boing. <laughs> ooh, 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 Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. You know, like I, I was just like, yes. And she <laughs> waves me up, and I, and I got up on stage, and the song was uh, I Can't Give You Anything But Love. And all of a sudden, I'm on stage in Chicago singing with Anne Hampton Calloway. <laughs> and oh, it's like, oh, so, tell, so, so tell everybody who you are. I'm Andrew, your Facebook friend. Oh, you made it. <laughs> Absolutely one of the boldest, bold uh, moves I've made. And, uh, you know, that's what's called a thrill of a lifetime to have gotten right. to sing. And I even did a little... You know, harmony uh, on the end there. I was pretty okay. proud of myself. <laughs> and she has no idea if I can actually sing, which I can, but she has no idea. She's just being, I don't know. I don't know if that's, I, I've seen her, you know, a couple times. That That's the only time I've seen her do that, but I was very right. happy. <laughs> right. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there's sort of a circle with her, mm-hmm. um, a, another circle with her, and that is, that I finally got to record her. Um, she came into the studio to um, sing one of the songs on Tracy Stark's new album. Mm. Um, and that was, again, the thrill of a lifetime that she wow. sang this one song. It's going to be a great album. When What's we the name of the it. song? Uh, the song is Woman on the Stage. Mm. Um, and it talks of, it's in the third person, um, Describing this woman who um, who speaks who who speaks to I can't remember the expression, but it it's about how she speaks to the audience and everybody feels like they're being sung to themselves, um, and you know that's so much like her, and uh, there's a wonderful story about how she met um, her now partner. Mm-hmm. Um, who who was they had met the night before and she was singing this song not the song that's on Tracy's album but um, she was she literally was singing this song to her because she thought she was just the most beautiful thing she'd ever seen and, and is that the song she sang at Fifty Four Below? Uh maybe. Okay. If she, if she said that, you know, it's possible. I think she might have mentioned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and and uh, the the woman said, you know, um, gosh, I felt like you were singing it directly to me. And in fact, she was. Wow. <laughs> and uh, she said that this song reminded her of that, you know, that that uh, she actually was singing this song to her. So that was great. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, Tracy Stork. Yes. I have a song that you that you uh, very graciously sent me of hers. Would you like me to play it? Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. So okay, so we're going to play a song called "Haunted." But why don't you introduce it? Okay, um, "Haunted" uh, is a song that was written by Tracy Stark and um, Marcus Simeone, um, and he wrote the lyrics and gave them to. Tracy, and she said, oh, my dear, I certainly can set that. I loved her reaction to it. 
um, she wrote the tune and sent it back to him, and they worked on it together. Um, and it became the uh, Mac Award Song of the Year that year. Um, it was the year before last that it won the Mac Award for Song of the Year, so that was exciting. Um, and it's on Marcus's CD, um, Haunted, so mm-hmm. it, it titled the CD. And uh, the rest is listen to it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Haunted by Tracy Stark. Hmm, there's no sound. Here we go.
Tracy Stark, produced by Kitty Scrabella. Uh, by Tracy Stark and um, Marcus Simeone. And Marcus Simeone. Right. It's a beautiful voice. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got a gorgeous voice. So, let's talk about okay. Marissa Mulder. All right. I'd like to know how. Uh, now, first of all, I, I just I'll just start this by saying now I met Marissa when I took a a class of sorts. I took a workshop with Marilyn May uh-huh. on a performance live, like a live performance class through a woman named right. Deb Berman, who was a friend of mine, okay. and uh, which was an extraordinary extraordinary experience of being in a room at at, at Feinstein's and. Um, and everybody got to sing and 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 be you know critiqued and torn apart and built up on not how to sing but how to deliver a song in a cabaret or as she would call it a nightclub setting as Marilyn Marilyn's an old school and she likes right. the word nightclub right and uh, Marissa was one of the students you know one of the performance students there uh, who very much impressed me, and I, 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 I remember saying to her, I think you're going to be really big one day. And I said, I, like, I said to myself, that one, that one has something. I'm, I, I really enjoyed that one. You know, right. not everybody appealed to me in the same way. Someone was like, yeah, okay, thanks for being here. But Marissa was like, yeah, I think that she has something here. So um, that's how I know Marissa. But how did Marissa come to you? Um, she came to me through Karen Oberlin. Mm. Um, she, she and Carol, Karen um, both are from Syracuse, and Karen was up in Syracuse um, again later in her life, so to speak, um, when her husband David uh, was teaching in the um, journalism department there. Um, the family was living in Syracuse, mm-hmm. and... I'm not exactly sure how this worked, um, but I know that um, Marissa ended up babysitting for um, their son. Mm. Um, I know she did that, but I think she might have um, also um, done, you know, approached Karen somehow or other to um, sing for her or or whatever. Um, I'm I'm not I'm a little hazy about the exact um sequence of that. Um but when Marissa moved to New York and Karen and David moved back to New York, um Marissa I think 
sort of dared to go to Karen and have her listen to her mm. or something like that. At any rate, um, she was working on, um, Marissa was working on her first show, which was called Lost and Found, I think, um, and Karen was directing it. Um, and Karen brought her along to um, the uh, thing that that's at Birdland. Um, okay. The um, I, I'm forgetting what it's called right now. Cast party. Oh, um, okay. And uh, and so Marissa and I met there with Karen. Karen was getting ready to do one of her shows, I think, at Feinstein's, and so she was getting her chops sort of in order <laughs> by by singing at the cast party the way a lot of people do. It's a wonderful um it's a wonderful evening cast party at Birdland Mondays. Mm. Okay, um, I'll have to remember that. Yeah, it's great. If you've never been there you, you ought to it's it's crazy. I mean they're really terrific singers and then they're just like I don't know, people who <laughs> You know, blow hula hoops or something like that. By the way, I can't it's, believe you you let me get away with saying uh, with mispronouncing Feinstein. Did you? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> so there you are. Um, anyway, uh, so that that's when I met Marissa, and then when when Marissa was rehearsing for her show, um, I happened to be in the. Um, same studio, um, you know, those little rehearsal studios. I happened to be there doing something else. Um, and Karen said, would you like to just come by and, and um, you know, hear Marissa and, um, you know, maybe kind of scare her a little bit, give her a little audience experience or whatever. And I said, sure, fine. Um, so I, and Tracy Stark was playing the piano. I mean, God, we're all so ingrown. It's terrific. Um, anyway, I just loved her. I just loved her. I loved the, you know, I loved what she did. And um, so, I mean, we've been sort of, you know, seeing each other and following each other around since then. Um, she was in the Metro Star Challenge. Um, I think, I think she might have done it two years and one year didn't didn't make it in the second year one. Um, and that, that's you talking about the Metropolitan Room? Yeah, uh-huh. at, the, at the Metropolitan Room, right? Um, and but before that, before she was in the Metro Star Challenge, actually, she did a show devoted to. Now I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna forget it. Forget who it is. Um, named after a shirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Van Usen. Yeah, thank J- you. Jimmy Van Usen. Jimmy Van Usen, right, I went, exactly. We, he and I went to the same hair haircutters. Oh, for heaven's sake. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we both had, he, he's, he was a shaved head guy back way back oh, when. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so she did a show devoted to him, and um, when that show was over, or actually at the end of the first night of that show, we all went out afterwards to know have a bite shall we say mm-hmm. um and uh at that point i said to marissa i think i'd like to do a cd for you um that was before she won the metro star mm. competition so you know she said okay that would be <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah well you beat the rush didn't you right absolutely. yeah wow you know by the way karen overland now i 
I went to the um, the uh, the uh, cabaret uh, convention last right. year. Uh-huh. And I went the night that uh, that Anne Hampton Calloway closed the show with Marilyn May. Actually. Oh. Uh-huh. And that night also one of many performances was was Karen Oberlin. Uh-huh. And uh, and and I'll be quite frank that not a lot of the performers there really like thrilled me. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Karen was one of the few that was like, wow, I like her. She's amazing. And after at some point in the intermission, and all the various people milling about, and I, as she's walking past me, I said, "You are awesome. I really love you. You're, you're amazing." And she goes, and she just lit up. Thank you so much. And then um, at some point, I I um, I don't know how this happened, but you know, because on Facebook and talking with Marissa, and there was a comment thread involving Karen, and then and I. Mention that, and she goes, oh, "I remember you." And then she friended me immediately. <laughs> so, I, adding to my now a, a growing list of cabaret people who are part of my world, which is kind of really right. cool. Yeah. Well, now, now I have to tell you the story about how Karen and I got together. Okay. Um, because she's, in some very real ways. She, I consider her my flagship singer. I call her my flagship singer. I don't know if she likes that, but um, the day that Barry Blair's CD came out, I mean, appeared, you know, got to us from um, from disc makers, mm-hmm. uh, we took it over to Danny's, the wonderful um, Cabaret, piano bar, restaurant, et cetera, et cetera, that's no longer with us, unfortunately. Danny's Under the Sea, wasn't it called that? Uh, Skylight Room, Danny's Skylight Room. Oh, okay. Um, Well, that was was the cabaret. I mean, it was was a lot of different things. But um, anyway, um, actually, well, they did have a sea... Decoration for a while. I don't remember what that was about. I might be just you know, making this yeah. entirely up. So, but the skylight room. Anyway. I remember that too. Sure. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, so we took the CD over there to have them put it on um, their in-house record player that they would turn on when the um, piano player took a break, um, and we just thought it would be good for it, for um, you know it to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was, how did this work? Um, this was after, I'm getting, I'm getting a little mixed up. Um, it was Barbara <laughs> Lee's birthday party. Okay. Um, and somehow or other, that seemed like a good time to go there with it or it had just come out anyway or whatever. But anyway, I was there at Barbara's birthday party and, um, various, um, Singers that had been associated with Barbara were um, singing songs in honor of her birthday, um, and one of them was Karen. And I didn't know her at that point. Um, and she got up and sang um, "Count Your Blessings," and mm. I was absolutely knocked out by it. I mean, I was completely floored by it. And when she finished singing, I went over to her and I said, "Would you like to make a CD?" <laughs> Just like that, I'm talking about That's bold. bold talking about request. bold, yeah. right? <laughs> and she, uh, I don't know. I think she was a little 
<laughs> so anyway, we talked about it for a year, and then we finally did make a CD. But that was how that was how I got started with Karen, and she was um, the second second CD and a few other ones. She was the fifth and the tenth, and you know mm-hmm. she, she's been she's many CDs with her. Um, but that was how it got started uh, when when I said to her. <laughs> Would you like to make a CD? And then David Haydu, her talented husband, who's written wonderful books, came over and he said, "I'm the husband." <laughs> <laughs> I'm the husband. I'm the husband. Huh? That's right. And uh, the producer of that CD, I didn't produce it in that at that time. I was the executive producer, Moneybags. Um, I didn't do the actual production. Anyway, he came over to me and he said, "You have to give the CD to them because they're really very important people." <laughs> so I say, okay, that's fine with me. I'll I'll give them I'll give them the CD. So that was how I got to meet Karen. Wow, that's that's very cool. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm going to be having uh, Stephen Hanks uh, on the show oh, in a great. couple of weeks in December. Oh great! Uh, I uh, continuing the 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 um, cabaret theme, and you know, Stephen and I were in college together, uh-huh. and I'll be getting to talk to him about. About that, he taught me how to how to how to how to score a baseball game. Huh. As a as a budding uh, sports reporter for the oh, Lehman College paper, many huh. many 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 moons ago. Um, <laughs> so I would like to because before we run out of time, because believe it or not, we're, we we we're down to our last ten minutes. I would like to now okay. play a Marissa Mulder. Oh yeah. Recording. Okay. For my lovely friend Marissa Mulder. And your your artist, and uh, I think we're gonna go with my kind of guy. Okay. Okay, Marissa Mulder, and why don't you tell who, who, the the writer of the song? Okay, uh, it's it's written by Bill Zeffiro, who is uh, last year's two-time Mac Award winner for um, ooh, I forget what I. Um, but at any rate, he won two Mac Awards last year, and I'm sure he'll win at least one more this year. Um, and he has been accompanying her um, for a while now, and he wrote this song specifically for her for this show. Excellent. Marissa Mulder with My Kind of Guy. <laughs> in a bar on a not-so-enchanted eve. One look at the prospects tells me what I ought to do is leave. Though I'll surely meet a stranger, there's no danger of this becoming a South Pacific kind of tale. Oh, no. For I attract a very different, quite specific kind of male. Line up if you're a loser, come snuggle with me. This beggar's not a chooser, and you're just my cup of tea. If you're a mess head or a boozer, my heart goes thumpy thump, it's true. And we both know you're a loser, that's why I'm talking to you. Where I'll pick up all the checks 
when you get busted selling weed. It's guaranteed I'll sling to the clink for loser sex. Oh. oh, let me be your little missy. I am so eager to comply. Oh, cut the crap, you sniveling sissy. Come be my loser guy. In your cake with Eric and your flip-flops on me You are the epitome of loser shake On a dank forlorn morn Among your comic books and porn We'll make love that's desperate and bleak Yikes <laughs> Clearly I'm a loser magnet <laughs> But I tire of fun and games Casting wide my loser dragnet Getting all those losers' names Then I'll book them on a choo-choo They'll hop right on, I pay the bill And without a sigh or boo-hoo I'll send them all to Loserville To lose Clickety-clack, never come back all aboard for Loserville. So long, fellas. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I, 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 I'm gathering that was a live performance. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right, that CD um, was recorded at the um, prize prize show that she was given for winning the Metro Star Challenge. Mm. Um, the prize was a fully produced show um, and recorded. Um, they they make the re- they make the recording a multi-track recording, mm. but they don't. Um, turn it into an actual published CD. So I grabbed that part of it and uh, actually brought the CD out, helped it um, get it mastered and all that. Gotcha. Yeah. So that so so that must have been. I mean, I was at her um, you know her CD party, CD right. you know, performance night, which was a, a wonderful night. Uh, so what is it like for a young person like that to have her first CD? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's been, she's been first of all, just dreamy. She's been such a good girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she's helped me do everything that's needed for this thing. She's done research um, to help me um, make the do the licensing. She helped... Um, upload and put the information on both CD Baby and um, the Orchard, which is what gets it out to things like iTunes, mm-hmm. which it should be at iTunes any minute now. It's not there yet, but ah. it's on its way. Well, this show is on iTunes, I'll have you know. All right. We are in the podcast directory, if anybody wants okay. to hear. Every last one of my Coach's Corner shows, I go to the wow. podcast directory and look for Coach's Corner or Coach Andrew, and you'll you'll find my shiny head, oh. <laughs> which I modeled after Jimmy Van Usen. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Not real. Oh. Right, okay. 
He, he by the way, he, Van Usen and uh, Sinatra were roommates at one time. They were like the really ba- best buddies. Huh. I'm not sure I knew that. Yeah, they were uh, roommates at the time when uh, Sinatra really needed to, to not be by himself, you know, like huh. especially after his divorce, divorce uh, from Ava. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. And, of course, of he wrote so thing. many uh, great songs to Sinatra. And, right. uh, and he, and both he and Sammy Kahn would be a hundred years old this year. Right, which I, which is partly why we're seeing shows. Yeah. In honor of them, yeah. And I, in fact, I was thrilled that uh, Marissa did a the, the the show she did recently was a look to your heart. Right. Uh, a Van Usen song, which basically, aside from I know Sinatra song it beautifully in the mid fifties, and it, you know, when his, in fact, in the very early, like fifty three or four, when he was first with Capitol, <laughs> um, and had that very very sweet voice. Um, but nobody sings that song, and I don't know why. Yeah, who knows? It's so hard to know why some songs just don't get sung. They're wonderful, but they, for some reason or another, they don't get sung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your uh what's the next thing for you, Kitty? Uh the next major thing is um Tracy Stark's album. Mm-hmm. Um which we have 13 songs in the can already. I mean, e- even um mixed, mm-hmm. ready to go, and we just there's like three or four more songs that we have to get done. And the thing is that during the year, during the you know season, it's very hard for Tracy because she's just everywhere. Right. She's so she's so much in demand and such a terrific uh, music director. Yes. Um, she she's another Mac Award winner all the time, um, and so she she's <laughs> it's hard to pin her down get mm. you know, get time with her. Um, so. We've we've been kind of in a hold pattern for uh, actually I think since um, since Anne recorded um, and we just got to finish the last few songs and uh, get that baby out. Yeah. Actually, there's one song from that um, from her CD that's um, out as a single, both on um, CD Baby and iTunes that you can get as a single, which I think is absolutely a beautiful song. It's called um, Welcome Home. Wonderful, wonderful song that we put up a year ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I unfortunately, we don't have time to play that right. song, which you sent right. to me. Although, actually, I could play it on the way out for people who are listening live, okay. but it won't be on the on the replay. Uh, right. Okay. Well, maybe the first few seconds of it. We're down to our last uh, 58 I seconds. I know. It's amazing. I know. Time goes by so fast. It's a good thing. <laughs> so, so, Kitty Scorbella, I'm going to thank you so very much for being on the show with me tonight. Thank you, Andrew. And we will be back next week with Clyde Baldo, who is a theater guy and a coach and an amazing fellow. And I'm going to let let anybody listening live... Here's a little bit of Welcome Home, Tracy Stark. I'm going to play the whole song, but only for the people listening live. The rest of you just get about 30 seconds. Good night. Every breath is precious. Oops, did I hit the wrong button? Let's try That's the right button. Every breath is precious. Every memory is new. 
All the best things I could ever be I will give to you Everyone was waiting We'd wait a lifetime more I'll always be beside you You are loved in this world Welcome to this world, sweet spirit Welcome to a brand new life Open up and drink the view May you always see through magical eyes Wherever you go Welcome to this world Welcome home May you walk in your true strength And know the angels in your skies In the multitude of miracles They smile as you grow Life in any form that greets you here. Welcome to this world, sweet spirit. Welcome to a brand new life. Open up and drink the view. May you always see through magical eyes wherever you go. Welcome to this world, welcome home, oh, may you walk in peace, may you find release, may you ask for help, may you Anybody who has remained for the few minutes after the show has ended. Yeah, thanks indeed, indeed. 
Maybe I'll um, maybe I'll uh, tag that on if I have the energy to edit it because I can actually append the song um, okay. for the for, for the for those who did not get to hear this. Okay. Because everything after the show, the uh, after ten o'clock, it just stops um, recording, uh-huh. okay. but it continues to stream until I hang up. Oh, okay, great. Well, it's certainly a gorgeous song. I love to hear it again. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with me, and uh, I will speak to you soon. I'm looking forward to to seeing what kind of numbers we get on this show. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Kitty. See you again. Okay, good night. All right, good night.